Welcome to Out of the Frame, conversations about photography. I'm Pia Johnson, your host, and this podcast features conversations about photography, creativity, and the world we live in. I'll be talking to other photographers, curators, academics, and researchers about their work, artistic process, and how they feel about contemporary photography today. Out of the Frame acknowledges the people of the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nation, on whose unceded lands we record each episode from. We respectfully acknowledge ancestors and elders, past and present. It was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to Out of the Frame, Conversations about photography podcast. I'm Pia Johnson, your host, and today I'm talking to photographer Shannon McGrath. Shannon is an award-winning photographer who has been photographing architecture and interior design works for 25 years. She is commissioned by preeminent architects and designers around Australia for ability to get under the skin of a project and not only capture its pure essence, but also her client's formal design intent. Passionate and professional, Shannon's images are known for their beautiful portrayal of light and form, with a soft realism that celebrates the subject matter. Shannon's work appears regularly in publications including Bell, Vogue, Est, The Local Project and Houses, among others. She travels nationally photographing buildings and interiors and has been invited to photograph several published book projects and artistic series. Shannon has a Master's in Fine Arts at RMIT University to complement her previous photography and fine art training. She is increasingly exhibiting her personal artistic work through galleries in Melbourne, drawing on her love for constructed spaces and continually exploring the interior, exterior nuances of life on a day-to-day level. In honing her art practice, Shannon continues to glimpse into spaces beyond and the intricacies of what lies beneath. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Pia. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me in today. I'd like to start, um, I guess, in terms of thinking about how you got into photography, how you started, um, and maybe just a career overview, if you don't mind starting. Not a problem. It's been a while. Um, I've been in this area really for about 25 years or so. I started out straight out of school, went into, um, had no idea what I was going to do. So uh, after being in, down in the back house in the arts building at my school, I ended up doing quite a bit of ceramics. So ended up at the RMIT um, fine art degree doing ceramics as my major. And that was a fabulous three years of running around, playing with clay, you know, <laughs> yeah. printing, you know, drawing, life drawing, you know, a whole lot of, you know, fine art skills, which was really quite amazing. During that time, my subject matter was, um, I found to be architecture. I was completely drawn to really anything with the subject matter that had to do with architecture. So all my ceramic pieces were generally slip cast, um, building sort of stairs and, you know, steps and building structures within clay. 
Wow. So that was where I guess my love of architecture started and, and interiors and space. So I found that over those three years, um, although I love doing ceramics and I love the medium, I decided I definitely didn't really truly want to go down the artist's path and needed to make some kind of a living somehow. <laughs> yeah. So I then um, went away for a couple of years traveling and, and when I was traveling, I found that I was mostly taking photos on my tiny little happy snap camera of buildings. So when I got back from that couple of years overseas, I decided that um, what could I do? And I remember my mother had this beautiful house in East Melbourne and Ayo Carter was um, booked oh, in to shoot it for Bell magazine. Mm -hmm. And my mum kindly asked, do you mind if my daughter, you know, can just sit and watch? And I just remember sitting there watching Earl and I was completely blown away and just thought, oh, wow, you can actually make a career out of photographing interior spaces and architecture. So that was it. That was the decision. So I went off. I tried to get into the the degree in photography, had no chance, didn't even, not even close to getting in. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up in the TAFE course across the road here in Cardigan Street. It was the very first year that it started. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we, oh, we always called ourselves the guinea pig students. And yeah. that was a good two years of really studying the technical side of photography and the camera. I remember sitting there not even knowing how to put a an SLR lens onto an SLR <laughs> body. And I was like, what am I doing? But very quickly, because I was more mature age, I'd already done a degree. I was very focused. Um, I learned very fast. Within that time frame, I managed to meet um, another friend who was working with the Herald Sun. And he somehow got me a job in at the Herald Sun. And there I was, you know, with, I think in my second year studying, I was running around Melbourne shooting all the display homes out in the suburbs on a, I think it was a Bronica with film. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I had to learn very quickly how to shoot very fast. And process um, really fast. And process. Well, I could drop off the film to the, to the Herald Sun and they would process and okay. do all that side of it. It was just me um, just having to run around to these houses and light them, shoot them, you know, get the film in. And I um, managed to do that and that just kept growing for me. I think it was because I had an affinity or I enjoyed architecture or interior spaces that I just kept shooting. And um, then I finished the course, the TAFE course. I also got a, a lovely job in with um, Carl at uh, Camera Lane and I got a job with John at Camera Exchange. So pretty much anything that I did from that point on, when I got into that course, I sort of said to myself, whatever I do, whatever job I take, just has to do with photography. And I learned very quickly about cameras and all the different types of cameras. And then I was shooting. And then when I finished the, the TAFE course, they asked me to come back and teach. And so Fantastic. ended up teaching there for about three years. So, okay. and then, so I was shooting, teaching, working in the camera stores, and uh, assisting and then I decided, well, I needed to get further. I didn't really want to keep shooting display homes and more, I guess, real estate style photography. I wanted to get into the more nuanced interiors architecture. And from that point, I decided to sort of give up the jobs and go and start assisting and really go back to basics. And that's where I met the lovely Trevor Mean. And uh, he took me on. And to me, that was when I really started learning. Um, I really got to understand how to use a 5.4 camera really well, how to use it fast. Um, 
And, yeah, I learned a lot from Trevor. He was amazing. So that was then from that point on, after two years of working with him, he refused to employ me anymore. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And he's like, no, you're ready. Off you go. So then I sort of got into the area of shooting architecture and interiors. And that was the beginning of my commercial career. Wow, that is fantastic. Do you think there's something, you know, I'm just going to go back a little bit there. You mentioned, you know, you were already making or interested in architecture and interior structures yes in the 3d in the ceramic yes and then moving into the 2d yes i guess the training of looking at so many display home interiors would have been one thing but that learning then into what i think is a very particular mastery of interiors and understanding space yes that you do now and obviously from you know that moment of going all right i want to take this bit seriously what I guess what I'm trying to ask here is what do you think you brought from that original fine art 3D physical structure in your hands into understanding space to be photographed into a 2D realm? Yes. Very interesting question because a lot of my, um, when I later on did my MFA, Mm. this was pretty much my topic and um, which I can go into a little bit later. But generally working with object and three-dimensional objects It always fascinated me when I photographed um, spaces and and then you're translating it, like you say, back into the two-dimensional realm. Um, And then we as the viewer view it on a very, you know, in a magazine or a page or a Mm. photograph. So for me to really translate the three-dimensional space, light was a very key component to the way I shoot. Back then, maybe I didn't quite understand it, what I was doing. I think it was just a natural, I just, over the many, many, many years of shooting again and again and again, and that's the only way you learn is just to keep shooting, is light for me and natural light. I I sort of steered away from lighting as such, and I just really enjoy what light does in a space throughout the day. And, And you really do have to be with it, sit with it, immerse yourself in it, block everything. You know, when you go into a space, everything else doesn't matter. It's just, you just watch and you see and you notice and you see things and you, you, you know, if one minute you could be one end of the house, the next minute you're down the, the other end. I have a more a considered approach now that I've had all the experience, but back then I think I was all over the place chasing the light and inside, outside, you know, it was quite frenetic. And, you know, because you're working with film, the process is a little bit slower. So you just have to, you just figure out how to work quickly. And I think after time that that relationship with light becomes second nature. And even now when I don't even have the camera in my hand, that's what I look like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just always what I'm looking at. Oh, look, the light. Oh, there's the light. Totally. I think yeah. that is a photographer's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I guess ability yes. or framing things yes. even though we're not, we haven't got a camera in our hands. That's it. And yeah. for me, interestingly, I never really wanted to have a vocation in photography. That was never okay. a choice for me. All photography ended up being for me was a medium to get me into space and light and architecture and interiors and working with designers rather than being an actual architect or an interior Mm. designer, um, which, you know, I appreciate what they do. I mean, I'm very fortunate that they create such beautiful, beautiful spaces for me to photograph and I literally should just go in there for a day, enjoy it, take the best qualities of it, capture it, and then I can go and then I can move on to the next. And I so I get to enjoy and appreciate so much of that side of that design world that that's what draws me and, and photography is the medium to do it with. Very well said. Yeah. Um, 
In a recent interview with Australian Photography Magazine, uh, you mentioned there's always a story behind a space that you photograph and that you keep, you know, just in this thing of sort of this privilege of being in these designed spaces. Yes. That you keep the designer sort of in the back of your mind or the values that yes. maybe you're looking at within that spa- space or you've spoken to them about. That's um, it. Can you talk about how you relate that to then your decisions around how you actually compose and make the decision of what you will or maybe won't yeah. include in a shot? It's very important to understand your, um, I don't like using the word client, but I guess it is the client. Yeah, um, but they're... they're approach, they have a very specific way of looking at things themselves. And you can really tell that within the architecture and the design. You know, I I work with a range of architects to interior designers. I find that the approaches that architects have are very different to the way interior designers approach spaces. Architects are more on a bigger scale, a bigger idea. They're really thinking about light and how light works in with a space. Um, They're really thinking about you know, I guess a whole lot more spatial qualities, whereas interiors, they tend to, you know, it might be more about, you know, materiality or feeling or emotion, which is something that I like to, you know, sort of understand with the interior designer as well. And I think, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I have now with my career, I've just work, tend to work alongside some people who have stuck with me for many, many years, and I just understand who they are. And I can just, I know the approach and it's lovely working with these people because now I can sort of start pushing little boundaries with them and (laughs) I'm always, always, always evolving. There is never a time that I think that that is absolutely amazing and I'm done with developing my approach to photography. I think that's a, a key to really being successful is forever pushing yourself, never sort of sitting back and going, that's okay. You know, just say, okay, that's okay, but what can I do that's going to be the next level the next time? That, and that's what I continually do. Again, it's, it's playing with beautiful objects. Um, it's playing with, you know, skylights. It's playing with materiality of architecture and external buildings. It's understanding that not necessarily do I always have to follow the light. I sort of switched out of that mindset after, you know, really learning the techniques and becoming more confident in my career that I just didn't have to, you know, the sun's there or let's go and shoot there. You know, I just mm. thought, oh, no, let's just, you know, we don't have to do it that way. We can do it other ways or we can do it opposite or we can do it, let's try and use, what is it, the law of refraction? Yes. Um, yeah. Where the lights really starts changing and sparkling and going, you know, and that's those sort of ideas I think is what is really kind of interesting. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. In terms of light, I mean, it's clearly a really important thing and the... Yeah. It feels like when I look at your photos, they're calm and they're mm. serene and but they're not quiet. They yeah. are dynamic still. And yeah. there's, as you say, like textures or materiality mm. that I, I get to kind of, I guess, the more I look into a picture, notice, yes. you know, or the combination of different things coming yes. together in a, a shot. And there's something where I feel like you lead me in, you know, yes. any good photograph does that. Yeah. We know that all those different rules that yes. have been dissected. But I think that quality of light that you're saying where mm. you don't have to chase the sun, where mm. you can wait for something or mm. as you've gotten more confident. Mm. Do you feel like this point of, you know, 25 years 
of a yeah. career. I mean, that's significant of reading light, understanding light. But there are certain maybe mini Shannon rules yes. that you love, <laughs> that you go for. Yes. Um, what are they? Oh, giving away my secrets. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, rather than secrets, but more, I guess, aesthetics, yes. you know, in that kind of realm. You know, yep. Is it about a cooler feeling or is it about yeah. going, oh, I could, I want to capture how light falls on, you know, the depth within a space? Yeah, I think um, the first point really of the approach is your lens use. Okay. Um, I really sort of know that, say, if I'm working for an architect, we like a wide angle. Yeah, so, of course. So, <laughs> you know, we yeah. give them the wide angles, you know. That's that's what they like. It's a descriptive, you know, we go in, okay, let me give you one or two descriptive shots that really mm. sum up the project yeah. and you sort of get the idea of the project in one hit kind of thing. Then we sort of might sort of become down into a more middle middle range layer, whereas I guess this is where I start to sit a bit more in my space. And then there's also, you know, more of the details. Um, people do like a detail. They love the way the curtain touches the floor with the light <laughs> hitting it. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. You know, the cushion against the chair against of the... So it's... it's it's so it's like three levels there. Three it's, layers, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think mm. the shots that I love of yours are very much probably that mid shot. Yeah, you the know? medium. That medium yeah. moment where I feel like there's enough information here yes. but there's something else going on. There's yes. like a, an energy or an atmosphere yeah. that you're capturing. That's it. And I think... Um, you know, I still wonder I look at my images when I shoot it at the end of the day and I look and I go, oh, God, terrible job, just terrible, <laughs> terrible job. And then, you know, I get it all retouched and file hand and I go, oh, God, I can't even look at it. <laughs> and then six months later I'll come back to it and I'll mm. go, oh, Actually, that was okay. That was okay. It's forever the horrible little perfectionist critic, Mm. you know, going on, whereas other people, you know, see something completely different. So sometimes I go, oh, I'm not sure what I do. So it's like it's kind of second nature in a way now for me. Um, But I do... I do love, like there's the new, the beautiful, I use a Canon. I do love my shift lenses. Um, I think a lot of people sort of just getting their body and getting their 24-70 and just shooting and then using a lot of transform techniques mm, in yeah. in um, Photoshop, Photoshop or Capture or whatever they use, keystoning. For me, I guess that's my training with the 5.4 for a good decade of shooting on say, film. Yeah, shooting on film is yeah. you know, brutal really. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, but it teaches you to be exact. So it teaches you to be... Um, no, I'm not going to fix that later in post. I'm going to get this right in frame now. So that's what how I work. You know, I'm very much like that. And a lot of people go, oh, we'll crop it out later. I'm like, no, no, let's let's do this properly, you know. Because yeah. yeah. we don't need to give them 300 images. We just need to give them a beautiful set of images that they're very happy with, that they're going to use, that's going to go wide. And that's what I have learned is that you, you become far more selective in your image, what you shoot, don't feel like you have to go in there and shoot everything. Totally. You yeah. just need to go in there and go, okay, what's important here? How am I going to capture these shots that are going to give the story for the designer and the architect? How is that also going to lay out in a magazine? How is that going to work in Instagram? How is that going to work on their website? Yeah. And then, you know, also give them some really beautiful moments here and there. So I think it's thinking about all these layers. It's just, it's not just about doing a shoot. It's just really thinking, you know, I'll ask questions. 
you know, are you portrait or landscape with your website? Are you, you know, I know I'm shooting for a particular magazine, they like portraits or they like landscapes or the DL spread. Um, so I've got to get a couple of those. So to tick those kind of boxes and then the rest, that's a very commercial approach the, yeah, to it like all. It's like a brief essentially, it? Is, isn't it? it really yeah. is. And you have to cover that and then you just go, okay, this is how I'm going to shoot. And there's that, the wide, the middle ground, the detail. And then there's mood. So mm, I'm interested in that. I always yeah. call them the wild, when I'm shooting, it's yeah. sort of the wild card shot. Yes. You know, there's something that I, I, I know I have to get the rest, but then I get this really lovely moment to just have a bit of a play. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's it. And, and, and it depends what you're shooting. Again, it's like commercial spaces. They like them to be you know, light and bright and clean, clean <laughs> and very, very, you know, sort of, um, oh, I don't even have the word for it myself, but it's, it's descriptive, but at the same time creative that, you know, it's about how people use the space. It's all, you know, people within the space, all this sort of stuff. And then you'll move into more residential, which will be more about furniture and space and light. And that's where light Mm. really comes into play and that's where I love my resi shoots you know they're my favorites I tend not to do a lot of large building shoots okay yes so I've sort of made a bit of a conscious effort to say no that's not my area I'm not going to chase that work or be and has in that, that come area. More recently, that thing of yeah, I think so. Kind of People still you're comfortable, right? Yeah. Go, Actually, this is my thing. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is what, what I, really I enjoy, yeah. and and it's the relationship with the designer as well. You know, I I don't particularly love standing out on the street. At, you know, whatever time without someone to talk to. But some people love that. It's so, really interesting yeah. you said that because someone did say to me yeah. very early on, oh, well, you shoot a, a building. And yeah. I just said, no, I'm not that person because yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I don't want to be up at five yeah. to catch the light. And yeah. there are other photographers that, love that. do it yeah. so beautifully. Yeah. I'm like, go and ask them because yeah. that's not who I am. <laughs> that's and it. I think that is a really liberating moment. Yeah. To That's it. sort of say, actually, yeah, this is my thing because yeah. I love doing this and I do this yeah. really well. Yeah. But that said, um, there was an interview a number of years ago on Daily Imprint where you said one of your proudest moments were these kind of mammoth shoots and one oh, of them yes. was the Royal Children's Hospital. Yes. Now, that is a really big building. Yes, that is. A, I do like my mammoth shoots. So <laughs> that's, again, that was interesting because John Gollings did all the externals. Okay. So the clients split and this happen, happens quite often with these large-scale okay. projects. They'll get someone like John or Derek Slowall or someone like yep. that or Peter Bennett's to go and do the, um, big. the big externals, yeah. Diana Snape, um, who's also a fantastic photographer. Yeah. And they'll get me in for all the internal space. Okay. So which is I'm grateful for because, you know, I think the Royal Children's Hospital, I think it was one of my biggest shoots ever. I think it was oh, two how many weeks. Did, yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. Something crazy. And it was, was that before it opened? Before it opened. So we've got a very small window um, where it's finished and clean, you know, clean, <laughs> yeah. no builder's stuff. Yeah. Um, and before they start moving in, basically, so we could have full access. So that's that's what I love also about my job with these what commercial buildings. Moment. Yeah, is I get full access. So I've had some amazing moments. I've been on a top of, you know, I climbed tops of these cranes, you know, guys getting on. Wow. Yeah, it's like I had a beautiful morning. I think it was a 5 a.m. This is it when was I was <laughs> doing my 5 a.m. shoots. Um, I had a good decade of 5 a.m. Wow. shoots. So there was a time You've that done I really, your, I've, done, done, I've done my hard yards. <laughs> 
And, you know, I think it was on the tennis centre when they were put installing one of the oh, roofs okay. on the, and they wanted it documented. So they got me up there and I was shooting it as the crane was lifting it on and then they're wow. like, hey, do you want to go up the crane and take some shots down? I'm like, yep, let's go. So you can't be afraid. You know, there's one thing yeah. you can't be. Like I've been on Southern Cross Station roof, walking around up there. Wow. I'm often on rooftops, garage rooftops, you know, all kinds of climbing ladders. And I still do that for clients for some of my resi stuff. So yeah, wow. you can't be afraid. That's what you can't yeah. be. It's yeah. I had a conversation recently with Julie Millerwick and she said in the 70s that was something, you know, she does the big industrial shoots for like yeah, amazing and stuff. And it yeah. was just like, yeah, like you get strapped to things. Oh, and totally. You, just, you have to yeah. just go with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. But in terms of that, like for those big mammoth shoots, are you just like a one-man band or are you working always with have, a couple of assistants or I something? I have an assistant. Okay. I, don't, I rarely work with two. I always have one assistant. Yeah. And then it's the designers. So, of course. Yeah, generally it's the designers. So you might have styling props. I might also sometimes not maybe on the children's hospitals, but we'd have a little big. cart of objects and be wheeling it around and grabbing things and putting them in the shoots and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then generally on um, the house shoots, there's an assistant, there's a stylist. Very much the trend nowadays is to have a stylist on those resi shoots, especially with architects. They tend to like to have stylists. And then, yeah, that's it. A very small team. I like that. It's kind of nice. I don't. I get a little bit... With too many people around me, it's just... A bit chaotic. Yeah, I'm in my zone. I don't need the noise. I just need to concentrate. And I and a lot of people say, oh, you get a little bit bossy on shoes. And I'm like... <laughs> That's a photographer thing. <laughs> I've got to get the job done. I mean, if you're not listening to me, we're not going to get it done. So I'm trying to do this for you. So it's yeah. like... and so yeah, totally. And, that's and it. you're working with light. Like yes. it has, you, you are yeah. time limited, yeah, really. Yeah, that's it. And I have... And we only have one day. Sometimes we... If we're lucky, a client or the owner of the house will let us in for two days if it's a large house. More and more that's happening. But, yeah, we've got to be grateful to the owners of the house because we really do take over. Take over. We mm. come in and put everything together, then we pull it all apart and then we put it all back together again. And they just, you know, either stay and hang out and enjoy the shoot or they sort of go out for the day. But we really have to respect the clients that allow the designers to go in and do what they do in their family home and yeah, disrupt. Totally. It's quite a quite a big disruption. So yeah. we've got to be grateful to them as well. Yeah. Totally. But I enjoy all of that. It's kind of I, you meet personalities and that's what drives me is the personalities actually. Yeah, okay. I'm enjoying that more now yeah, is the yeah. personalities around it um, yeah, wow. all, which is quite interesting. That's lovely. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said about mm. the kind of more longer-term relationships that you've got. Yes. Because I think... Photography definitely is about collaboration, but what you mm. do is so collaborative. Yes, you oh, know, very much so. Even though you are kind of yep. the author of these images, yes. you it sounds like there's this intimate little team working yes. around you, but then there are these kind of longer synergies that you oh, have yes. with designers and architects. Oh, absolutely. And they're, they're my favourite people, obviously. So because I understand what they're about and what they're after and then we just say, okay, let's change this up a bit or let's shift this. We've been, we've done that last time. No, I've seen that pot plant that was there from your house from the last shoot. I'm not putting it in. So it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, little things like that and we have a laugh and um, so it's good because the kind of my clients, they become friends, you know, they, yes. they sort yeah. of, they rely on me to do a job and they understand what has to happen and there's all kinds of layers that happens on shoots. Sometimes we won't bring in a stylist and we have to work with what's there and the, and we want personalities also from the clients and, and their mm. stuff in there. So it's a combination of, 
has the right furniture come from the old house to the new house? Does that fit with the design? If it does, then we try and bring in, you know, if I'm shooting for a Vogue, love, love, love those layers. Belle, the same thing. The personality Mm. of the person is really important. Maybe for a more design-based magazine like The Local Project or someone like that, they might like a more minimal approach. So we would be taking a lot of stuff out. out. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, you learn who your target is and you learn who you're shooting for and what they like and what their aesthetic is. So it's very different and I enjoy both of it. So it's good. And it must be interesting for them also to have you photograph their work for potentially decades. Oh, gosh. And to see the one person. Yes keep capturing and, and yeah. seeing new things, different things yes. through their work. I mean, that what yeah. a fantastic resource as yeah, well. It's, it's interesting because I think I've been shooting, there was one client I asked one day and I said, oh, we've been shooting for a very long time together. I said, have you noticed a change in my approach or change oh. in the way I shoot? You know, I was just curious and because for me, I'm going, I'm absolutely, I've changed. I've shifted, things have changed. They're like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> okay, well, all right, what's going on here? But it's funny because I have changed mm. um, as a as a skill set, as what I do in a house. I can sum up a house really quickly. I can walk yeah, wow. in. Most times I don't need to do a recce. Sometimes I like to do a recce more on a stylistic approach rather than a photography approach just to walk through with the owner and the the uh, designer and the stylist, um, just say, okay, yep, these are my angles, this is where I'm going to shoot. Mm. So I think that relate, that sort of styling photography relationship is really nice. So, yeah, and, cool. you know, there are waves and there are trends and, uh, you know, you might sort of, I know with some clients I might want to create more of a mood through my images because I know I can do that, you know, I can push that with them and all that sort of stuff. So that works quite well and I really enjoy that process. I really enjoy that we do just as much work before the shoot. Um, Really the shoot is, I mean, though it's tough physically, always tough physically, a lot of the work's done before the shoot. The thinking and the planning. The thinking and the planning and the sourcing and the how are we going to do it. You know, sometimes I work quite closely with a stylist and they'll refer to me, is this going to work? And I thought, yep, that's going to work, that's great. So, you know, it's a combination of photography, styling, looking, where is it going to go, marketing, you know. Of course. All these sort of And as you say, depending on which magazine or, you know, website, wherever it might be. That's it. If video is going to come in, how do I work alongside a videographer? I didn't think you would do that. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, we have to because, you know, if we've of got course, the one day. Of course, video now. <laughs> yes, it's a big component actually. Yeah, yeah. So if you're out there learning, learn the video as well. Yeah, so yeah, for totally. me, I'm sticking to my lane. I've just, I know what energy it takes from me in the day just to do the stills. So I would really need a separate day to do video. And then I just think someone else's eye is quite nice as well in the video realm. It's it's quite nice. So I'm happy to work in collaboration with a video or a drone person, you know, often oh, of course for the outside. get someone in. Some yeah. photographers do their own drone work, but for myself I will get someone in and we'll direct and, you know, talk about it and go over here or over there or let's meet at this time of day and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Wow. So, so there yeah. is quite a lot of planning, yeah, in terms yeah. of that. And it's interesting is I shoot lots of performance and there's yes. always a videographer in and yes. there is a dance that we kind of do yes. for the middle, you know, centre yeah. aisle, centre, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I hadn't thought about it in terms of architecture and interiors. Yes. But is the 
just out of curiosity, is the focus of those videos like a trailer kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so they don't actually need all the time no. in terms of what they end up cutting. No. Yeah, which is the no. same in theatre. Yeah, yeah, they don't need the time. They just need a nice little short snippet. It might be an interview with the owner, interview okay. with the client, the uh, designer. Designer, yeah. And they'll do a short little video that they can just put up on Instagram. Seems to be, yeah, yeah the, the way... way. The yeah. way now, yeah. and then they've got the stills for publication yeah, and for, fantastic. I guess, Instagram and web. And co- competitions are a big thing. All the awards programs are a really big thing for so designers and architects. They need it, and also it's important because once a designer finishes a project, they walk away, and the last thing they do is the photo shoot. So it's almost like a sign off of the project. The project's finished, all the defects are done, you know, they've had three years of whatever the story is <laughs> yeah. and then they come in and shoot it and they go, thank okay, you, done. see yeah. you later. Yeah, yeah that's it, sign yeah. off. And you on know. to the next one. And on, yeah, and yeah. that's it. So it's a really lovely way to do that. So that's why I don't just do details when I come into a project. So I think it's important to give a couple of those images that give that descriptive... Yeah, fuller picture. ...full picture because you can't go back, you can't... You can't have the effort of the people out of the office for two days. You can't have the stylist, you know, borrowing all the items and coming. It's gone. Yeah, that moment's gone. If you don't get the full picture, then what do you do with it in 10 years' time? You know, it's like, oh, why haven't I got this or why haven't I got that? So I'm also thinking thinking, about that kind of future in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess like them completing a project, you're com- giving them that complete picture of yes. the project and yeah. kind of handing them yeah. over. That's lovely. And I try not, and I guess my approach, I'm not very tricky when it comes to my photography. I'm not into the filmic look, which is very in at vogue the, at, at the, the moment. moment. Yeah. It's highly in vogue and yeah. everyone's loving it and yeah. eating yeah. it up. And I say all power to that and that's great, but that's not me. You know, it's like there's a trend going back to film at the moment. I've had a decade of film. I don't need to go back to film. I I guess I like to portray a project in its I guess realistic beauty is a way to put it's it. It's a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. It's it, you can feel the space. It, this is yeah. this is I'm pu- trying to put you in the, the space, actual space. Yeah. yeah. Rather yeah. than it being an art piece on the wall. Or something. I want it to still be a beautiful image, but at the same time, I want you to understand what the space is about. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever feel like bringing back, you know, if there's a certain love project in terms of one of these clients where you're like, actually, this is a really stunning space, bringing back the film aspect or having the extra camera there? I don't no. know. No, it's like I'm, I'm, you've no. walked away. I'm, I've got it all there. It's all sitting. <laughs> I've got beautiful cameras. They're most stunning. I was going to say a lot of yep. gl- beautiful glass beautiful, too, I can Beautiful glass. I have a few beautiful Technicarden kits mm, from wow. top to bottom, five lenses. I think I've got five different styles wow. of I've got a beautiful old Cambo. I can't sell it. I can't give it up. Yeah, but you it know, just sits on They the, just sit uh, there. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe when the commercial aspect of it pulls out of a job, then maybe yeah. I would just be doing it more for love yeah. rather than having to do a job. Yeah, where you have to negotiate the tone. For someone, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. be just maybe I'm like there's no purpose in this shoot except that I want to shoot it on film and that's it. Yeah. So and I don't want to get it published and I don't want to, you know, have it longevity and I don't. And I guess my approach in film would still be a very clean, non-filtered mm. approach. 
it'd still be transparency rather than negative. It's yeah. It would still be a very clean... It's quite interesting when I look at my transparencies now and I look at them and I go, oh, wow, you know, beautiful colours but, like, but they're fuzzy. Also, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, I guess they're incredible I'm, objects actually. They are, mm. yeah. I just love the clarity about... There's something about... Digital. I've tried a few different digital cameras. I'm a Canon user. I have to say I am too. Oh, yeah. I have, I'm now moving over to Fuji for some of my fine art projects okay. for the medium format. Yes, yes. The really beautiful yeah, sensor. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, and also they're not heavy, the yeah. Fuji's, which were the blads I really struggle with. Yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, all my commercial work is Canon too. Canon, and there yeah. is, oh, they're just, they're stunning machines. Yeah, it's a workhorse. Yeah. They are. It's a machine. And they, they are yeah. machines, you yeah. know, and, um, and they're flexible it. and they're yeah. hardworking, as you say, but yeah. they're also just, they're really reliable. They are. And I've had two over my, gosh, since digital came in, I've had two Canon cameras. That's it. Yeah, which is incredible. So I can imagine for the amount yeah. of photos you shoot. Like, yeah. You That's know, it. You're prolific. Yeah. So, so um, and I don't need anything else. And I thought, oh, you know, am I behind the times with my camera and all? I'm like, no, actually, I really like what, what it's doing. You know, I've, I really enjoy my lens set at the moment. The 50 mil tilt shift is a stunning, yeah, stunning wow. lens. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the 90, the new 90 tilt shift that's yeah. next on the list. So <laughs> yeah. the beautiful sort of long shots. And the 2470 is a nice lens, but... Yeah, the primes no, are something, the primes else. Are something yeah. else. And I do enjoy the Fuji. I've used the Fuji a few times on interior shoots, but mm. I don't know. It's, it's very different, yeah. yeah. And also I think I think that's that thing too. Yeah. I can use it on my fine art shoots because I can take the time. Yes. And like that thing of saying it's not, I mean, they are for, pub, you know, for artworks yeah. and printing and things and, and the beauty of them that they yeah. are massive file size. Yes. But I don't, it's slow compared yeah. to the Canon, That's you know, it. those kind of things. Yeah. But I can take the time in those you personal can. projects, yeah, but not. Absolutely. I think um, what's coming out, which is really interesting, and yeah. as I guess a lecturer, I'm always talking about this sort of combination of technical craft and understanding mm. and expertise or mastery. Yes. Alongside conceptual yes. freedom yeah. and ability to play and experiment. And it's so lovely to hear you talk mm. about, you know, your kid is really important. You have yeah. a really strong sense of, yes. you know, it is a technical yes. art. It is 100% a technical art. And, and you have to have a little bit of that sense. You have to have that sensibility. You've got to understand your camera. It's your tool. You know, I, if I don't understand, I rely more on my systems for things like, you know, capture and those kind of operating systems because it's like I don't want to deal with that. You don't want to do the tethering. I don't want, yeah. I don't want to, no, well, I actually don't tether. Oh, don't I you? use a okay. beautiful little Bluetooth system. Oh, so it take, sends my images across to the – because I can't be tethered. I can't cope. People are too slow <laughs> around me, so I don't want to be attached to anyone. So, yeah, so yeah. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, to hear. so I use yeah. a thing, a little thing called Cam Ranger that connects. It's just a little Bluetooth, and it Fantastic. connects to the computer. It just sends little visual JPEGs across, yeah. and that way I don't have to be tethered. And it gives me space. I need space. I can't yeah, cope. Yeah, when everyone's right on top of me, trying to look at the computer when I'm trying to focus mm. and frame. And they're all huddled around the computer. And it's like, no, you go over there, yeah, go, yeah. way over there. And <laughs> let me I, be me. <laughs> yeah, I need my space. <laughs> you know, it's sort yeah. of like, let me see it. I would walk, I'd rather walk to you than you come to me. So, yeah, great. Yeah, so, um, so definitely my camera is the yeah. thing. And I'm just, I'm happy that I don't need to update it and I don't need to change it too much. It's working for me. I have to say also I've got um, some lovely people that work with me in the post-production side of okay. things. Yeah. So that is a big part. I used to do it all myself 
But uh, there was a point in my career where I decided I just really want to, where my strengths were, were liaising with the clients and actually on shoot day, all the post I pass over. Yeah, so fantastic. I have some fantastic people that work for me. There's Saskia and Georgia who's in London at the moment. Wow. And um, Saskia's been with me. She's, um, I think she did the media course here as oh, well. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a, she's a beautiful f- uh, photographic artist. She'd be a lovely person to talk to. Yeah, great. Actually. Um, but she does my post for my resi and she her eye and her touch and it's brings so much. And another skill that is oh, set, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I give a lot of credit to my people, you know, that sort of That's work really with lovely. me on the side. So mm-hmm. it's not just me. So it's, it is a relationship with my post-production person, I yeah. guess, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, important, really important. I want to shift now and mm. talk a little bit more about your personal projects and your yeah. artistic work. Yes. You did say you came and did a MFA yes. here at RMIT. But also there is definitely connection between, you were saying light before, but also yes. lines and structures yeah. and spaces. But yes. I feel like they're more poetic and okay. they're more abstracted in some of they them. Are. yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about how, A, how you have the time? Yes. But also, <laughs> you know, is it that moment where you're like, oh, I haven't done a pro- like my own thing for a bit, I need yes. to mark out time? Or do you see things and go, actually, that's something for me? How, do, yeah. how does it work for you? Uh, I guess when I decided to do my MFA, I'd been commercial photographer for, gosh, 10 years or 12 years or so. And I was starting to feel not so um, nourished with the the work in a way. So coming back to fine art um, and a conceptual way of thinking, I really wanted to explore that in my photography and try to understand why it is, what it is about light, what it is about space why I have such an affinity or an attraction to it. Mm. And so for me, the MFA was an exploration of all of that for me, really. And to also pull apart the notion of what photography should be. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I kind Did you of, come up with an answer? Yeah, in a way. Like I started shooting... Like everyone here, Melbourne, blue skies, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm a blue sky, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let's, let's not. So I started shooting very dark, very grey, very, 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 very dark, um, just allowing just the finer, finer lines of a building to come through and just and then create this kind of pattern or grid within an image that just sort of told a different kind of story. I brought another kind of layer of emotion to it. So I deliberately just started shooting really dark. Then I started shooting where, um, you know, all this amazing technology, you know, I had this beautiful Alpa with my P60 back at the time, which was good at the time. Now it's not so much, but, you know, all the beautiful lenses. And I just, you know, maybe it's quite common now, but back then it was like, oh, I'm really interested in what the mistakes are that were happening okay. in, wow. in the yep. CCD and what was happening on the, the actual digital chip. And so I started deliberately glitching images. 
and just and I think I was breaking my P60 back. <laughs> so it was like as I was doing it, and it okay. was quite interesting. I know. So that's, scary, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But I just wanted to try and do everything that was anti-photography. Okay, in a way, yeah. and so it didn't really. Be, it wasn't really about the photo anymore. It was it's about, about an, an image. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I guess you know, image making is is another term. It doesn't have to be a photograph. It could be yeah. anything really. And, and just to explore that idea of changing light and playing with light and distorting light and, you know, that's more my abstract stuff that's literally me deliberately sort of, you know, shutting down the shutter before it was time was okay. up and stuff like that and finding yeah. really ugly spaces like, you know, and then they creating are, beauty I say, out beautiful. of them. I know. Yeah, they're totally well, not ugly at all. Yeah, well, they're just fluorescent lights. So yeah. that's all they are, is just yeah. ugly fluorescent lights in warehouses. <laughs> so it's like, so just finding the beauty in them, the pattern, the repetitiveness, I guess it um, comes into this digital sort of way of thinking and looking at things and that abstraction. So for me, that was really interesting. And then I started playing with going back to my notion of the ceramics and the three-dimensionality and the building structure in a three-dimensional plane and okay. then inverting itself you know, shooting it and then inverting itself. And I started to project this into rooms and then I would, you know, you as the person would go into the room okay. and then your scale against this massive building in reality, massive, massive, massive building. And then your scale is the same scale as the building and print on the wall in the room. So it was all about the phenomenology between space and light and yep. form, human form relating within the building. So it was almost inverting the skin of the building so wow. yeah and putting it on the four walls on an interior space so it was that was yeah. really interesting it was just yeah. I really and when I went into the MFA you know the words like phenomenology and from you know it's like <laughs> well okay <laughs> oh, okay let me research that one and I had yeah. to really change my thinking and and it, it just changed your thinking it I did think. it yeah. really really pushed me beyond my standard oh I'm just going to a commercial shoot and this is what I'm doing and it really helped me define what it was that I really enjoyed and what I liked. And, and, it, and it's just a sensation, really, mm. when it comes down to it. It's a, a relationship that the person has with a building, really, at the end of the day and how you can interpret that into an art form, yeah. basically. So, and how yeah. do you still do it now? I mean, yeah, now, work. Yeah, now. I, I finished my the MFA and I continue to work with it a little bit um, in the art realm. Things like family. I've got two beautiful girls. <laughs> I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old and a career and a house and, you yeah, know. There's no time. All there of that. No <laughs> so I found that I have, I've had to pull back a little bit on my artwork for now and my focus is my career and my children. Yeah, and as, I've, as I'm growing older as, you know, a woman, being so focused on my career, I'm really being drawn back to family and, you know, I, that space. I can totally so, relate to that. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm allowing my photography to be in a certain space in a certain place in my life and then just as important is my time with my family. And then I believe when my girls grow up and maybe move on a little bit, I'm You'll going... to have more time. <laughs> I'll have... I've got... There's a, maybe a PhD in there and oh, there's... Oh, great. Yeah, okay. so I've got That's ideas, exciting. I've got concepts. It's, again, it's the photograph, but it's not the photograph. It's colour, it's frame, it's space, it's walls. You know, I've got it all there. It's all sitting there bubbling away in ideas great. and thoughts. But I just... For now, my time, I just want to sort of give it to, you know, living, making and earning giving it to my children.
Yeah, and so, I think that's a really important yeah. aspect that we all yeah. kind of don't talk about a lot no, of the time, you no. know, especially as, yeah. you know, women photographers. Yes. You know, it's hard slog. Yeah. We hold a lot of yes. the mental and work lot, you know, oh, all yeah. that family life. And we keep it separate and distant. That's right. Yeah. And I always talk about this thing too where you kind of have split brains sometimes. Yes. Like people say, oh, just bring, you know, bring your kids. And oh, it's like, oh, no, you, you just can't. can't you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're corralling time all the time yes. and compartmentalising yes. your ideas. Or, That's it. So you find yourself in bed at 11 kind of going, oh, yeah, I've got this great idea. Yeah. What can I, you know, yeah. What can I do with it? And yeah. I think um, we can all do it. Yeah. In, but you can't always do it at the same time. No. And it is really lovely to hear that you go, yeah. you know what, my girls need me. I, yeah. I want to hang out with them yeah. while they want to hang out with me. That's it. Right? They're going to reject me really <laughs> soon. <laughs> they go, I've got a 14-year-old. She's on her way. She's, yeah, yeah she's tween Yeah, thing, isn't totally. It? Um, you know, but this is precious. It's a precious time. Yeah. So, But I think it's also really yeah. great to also mention mm. that they have this incredible yes. mum who yeah. has this phenomenal career that does, you know, you juggle all of it recognised commercially but also mm. has this ability to talk in those fine art terms, in those research terms yes. and have aspirations as yeah. well. You yeah. know, I think that's really amazing I modelling. think it's important. I definitely... It would have been nice to be a stay-at-home mum but then at the same time, no, because I want my girls to grow up and be strong and willful and passionate and hungry for an idea that they want to chase. And I guess that's all it was for me was I was just hungry for an idea and it was in a creative space and that's what worked for me. So I ask myself often, you're like, if it wasn't photography, what else would I do? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I could get a job, you know. It's like yeah. it's, it, yeah. it's just my life. It's just that's what I do. That's where I'm at. That's And, you know, there's little iterations from Breaching it, you know, I do a little bit of three um, three D visualization work with okay. um, wow. rendering companies, and yeah, I do yeah. cameras with them and things like that. So there's lots of little, little ways of doing and it, creative things yeah. going on, and but yeah. making it work that you can also be a mum and enjoy that time. I think that's really important. And there was a time when that when I started out, I was just, I guess, so inward about myself and my career and getting where I was like highly driven, like highly, mm. highly, highly driven. Like, you know, children, I don't need ch children. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I've got it's all about me and my photography yeah. and everything. But it's but not. But also you need to be yeah. like that in those early days In the too, early days, you know? yeah. Very and you are free. You don't yeah. have kids That's or relationships it. potentially That's that, it. you know, are yeah. holding you back. So you just yeah. go for it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So whereas now that whole thing has shifted, I just want beautiful clients, beautiful spaces <laughs> and my beautiful children. Yeah, <laughs> so fantastic. That's it, yeah. Now, you're also part of the Image Makers yes. Association, which started last year. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about what yes. the aim of the association is and also your role as yes. treasurer, I believe? Yes, or, yes, yes. on right? committee. Yeah. Yes. On the committee. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. well, I think it, it was born out of a need. There's a, in Melbourne and Australia, really, it, since Image Makers has come about, it's now Australia, that we're all connected uh, with architectural interior photographers. So it started out with this genre because mm. there was a need for it. There's some been some pretty major copyright breaches. Social media has um, so totally changed the game. Changed right? the game for us. We've kind of sit quietly and, you know, gone along with it for the last decade or so. But now things are just starting to get a little bit of out, out of hand. And there was there was the ACMP who did an amazing work in its day. And they were there and they we've got some great people who 
advocated for copyright, which gives us our copyright rights of today. If it wasn't, you no, know, it was, uh, associations... Of, recent, really. It's like the 90s or something. Something like that. They that, were the ones that advocated that actually, yes. for us Quite as recent, photographers really. to retain yeah. copyright. That didn't exist before that. And we were finding that that notion or that idea is slowly slipping away. People are trying and fighting. You've got your Google conglomerates and totally. the big ones they just they want to chip away at that and, and anything you put on um, yeah. social media is not like yeah. they have all these terms yeah but also too I feel like yeah. the respect of acknowledgement yeah. of saying where it came from yeah. the courtesy of they yeah. disappear on things they do. like social media yeah they do and I think they, they're disrespecting the hard work that a photographer puts in to create that image with a client we put in a lot to do that. Totally. So it's, yeah. you know, it's not as though we go into a clothing store and take an item off the shelf and go, I'm having that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just going to use it for my own self yeah. and I'm not going to pay you anything for it. Yeah. So this is kind of what's happening on social media. All these commercial practices are basically just going in, taking out images, not having to pay for it. It's promoting their business. It's promoting their commercial use. So, you know, we just kind of went, you know, it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. So we've come together, Diana Snape, our president, and Brett Boardman, our vice president, and we have Ben Guthrie, who's um, also a secretary at the moment, and Natasha Mahal and Rhiannon Slatter, who's our communications manager. And we've had our first year and it's going... How's it going? Great guns. It's quite amazing, actually. We're We're quite blown away about how much need there is to have this back out there because there hasn't been anything around for quite some time. So we are growing. We're trying to reach out further than architectural interiors-based photography because we believe that what we're fighting for affects everyone. We now have the problem of whether it's a problem. You know, we don't know yet. We're kind of sitting alongside with the AI and how we're finding our feet with that and the ownership and the creator and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, another can of worms, isn't it? Another (laughs) can of worms. But, you know, we have come, we have formed at an incredible time because the government body is actually put out there about copyright and they're reviewing it. And if there wasn't an association there, then the voice of the photographer would not be heard. And we have actually, so Ben has actually gone and sat at the round table with the government as the beginning with IMA and put our voice forward and they are listening to us. We're in communication with them. We are trying to protect the situation. And at that same round table, we're Google, the likes of Google and all those kind of companies. So trying to go the other way. So already within that one year, IMA has done amazing things. Even if it looks like it's architectural, it's actually working for everyone, for, for yeah. everyone is a global thing. So it's an incredible cause. It's not a lot of money to join. It's only 500. And I think even for students, we have a few students that have popped on from RRT and already right. they're recognised. You know, they're there with the talks. You know, I'm starting to see, oh, you're an I, you're, you're a student. Oh, okay, if I need an assistant, you're there, you know. And so and again, we're seeing and them and he's, you know, in involved and, you know, and so it's a huge connective opportunity for people and students and emerging photographers and all all the like. We have talks around um, other photographers, motivational. So not only is it about advocacy, but it's also about education and it's also about community. A lot of us as photographers, we work very solo uh, lives. So since I've been part of the association, you know, I know I'm talking to photographers in Queensland, you know, about certain, yeah, you know, apps that could be good for the association or I'm talking to people, you know, in Sydney and I'm just people I would never 
people have flown down from Sydney and Queensland come to our exhibitions and I'm like, oh, hi, you know, I'm meeting them in Sydney and I'm meeting them in Melbourne. And I think that's what's really lovely about it is that we're actually starting to get to know each other and we're not, we're not, although we might be competitors in one area, we respect each other in the other and we're all working for a common cause. So I think that's really important. So hopefully it keeps going and hopefully we keep getting the support from the members because it wouldn't be there if it wasn't the members and hopefully we get more members. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we definitely need it. Yeah. You know, I think there is definitely a space to, as you say, like we do work so solo and and there is that competitive aspect. But in the end, we're all trying to do very yes. similar things, yes. you know, and yeah. as you say, get the respect for all the hard work, yes. all the money and effort and energy that we've put all in. That. Yeah. And having that community, I yeah. think also multi-generation, like, you know, in terms of expertise yes. from the student emerging yeah. photographer right through to that's the it. masters in the fields. Yeah, really, like there's not that many opportunities no. that you can, you draw them together. Yes. You know. And that's it. And that's what's wonderful about it. So, yeah, yeah keep your eye out. Yeah. IMA. Cool. That's hey. really, really great. <laughs> Um, finally, you know, you have been working for a really long time now um, and you, you know, you've hinted maybe at a PhD once your, your kids have grown up. Yep. But, you know, is there anything that you feel like, oh, I still haven't done that yet. I really want to do that, um, oh. that you're, you're looking forward to? Perhaps? Well, can it be totally non-photography yeah. related? It can be whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. um, having a holiday? I don't yeah. Know. No, I have a dream. I have a little property in the country. Okay. I have a dream of building that up, maybe starting a little flower farm, you know. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Can I'm I ask which, which region? Uh, we're in Drummond. So oh, beautiful. I know yeah. Drummond. That's yeah. near me. I'm so, in Woodend. Oh, there you so, go. You're in, yes. you're in the zone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's my place. It's like, you wow. know, I just love to get up there. I'd love to grow that and build that up. Maybe build that into something where I can bring photographers together in like a workshop format. You know, there'll be a time. There's no doubt. There's something about generational, you know, you have your heyday and, you know, you, you, you do moment. really yep. you have your moment. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of more, I'm sort of still shooting very peripherally, but I just think that there's a time when, you know, the new wave will come through and then, you know, I'm happy to sort of just share and give and, yeah. you know, do all that sort of stuff. So thinking these little ideas, you know, what might be along maybe with the PhD as well as, you oh, know. that sounds great. PhD, yeah. flower yeah, farm, you know, you know a bit of everything. workshops. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sort like of thing. sorted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's always something. It's never nothing. It's just it's always something. Yeah. So you sound like you've always kind of got something tinkering yeah, away. Yeah, there's yeah. always something going on. You know, it's just the way I am. I love buildings and I love building buildings. Not only do I love photographing them but I okay. love yeah. developing them and I love building them. So I've got a little old barn up there that I want to fit out and do I, and I do all the work myself. I'll scrub the bricks and wow. do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So with some help with the builder and things like that. So it's good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. No it's worries. been so great to chat. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you, Pia. And thanks for asking me in. This was a nice little surprise. Yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Out of the Frame is supported by RMIT University Press Play Studio, is produced by Pia Johnson, sound engineering by Alex Edward, music by Steph O'Hara and graphic design by Brent Liedewitz. <laughs>